Hey guys, um, this is Brian. Uh, we just finished recording the podcast, uh, episode four. Um, we figured out that we had a little bit of a technical uh, difficulty. We didn't have the mic set to record both sides. Throughout this podcast, Rohit's voice will be a lot quieter than mine. Ah, you know, we, we were thinking into redoing it, but the discussion was just so good, in, in our opinion, that we didn't want to throw away these, what we consider golden 40 minutes. <laughs> so, um, we're sorry if, you know, that kind of diminishes the listening experience. We won't do it again. We love you guys and enjoy. Whoa, 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 what is up, Rohiters and Brianators? We're back at it again. Pop in the questions you want the answers to. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome, everyone, to episode four of Straight Up Podcast. I'm Rohit. And I'm Brian. So before we begin, we just want to remind you guys that the views expressed in and throughout the Straight Up Podcast are strictly our own. Unless explicitly referenced, any references to specific people, places, things, or ideas are entirely coincidental. Straight up, straight up intends to inform an audience by objective and subjective means, but we can never guarantee absolute objectivity. Our views now are not related to the views of any entity that, that we have been related to, are related to, and or will be related to. Perfect. Yeah, so, well, we say that because we need to cover our butts, too. Exactly. So, uh, with that said, today's competition is titled, How Can Someone Deal... Well, not titled, but it's about how can someone deal with high levels of competition. So... Rohit and I both know that the area we live in is subject to very, very high levels of competition, both direct and indirect. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be very discomforting for, for certain people, inclu- including ourselves. So we're going to start off with some meta questions. This may be probably a little bit of a longer episode because we do have a lot of questions, but let's just kick off. And we do have a lot to talk about. So the first question is, how has competition affected our personal lives, especially in our area? So I think with this kind of a question, it's important to it, it's it's important to always consider this whenever you're um, involved whenever you're involving yourself in competition because it's it's affected our personal lives so much to the point where we're making decisions day on like daily that are motivated by competition and motivated by um, you know standing out amongst other people, including your friends, and seeming as if you're just more qualified for for things. I think that it's affected us so much, it's kind of, it's hard to realize just how much it has affected our personal lives. Yeah, I'll agree. And I, I'll say that um, probably competition is the reason why a lot of kids are doing what they do today. Is that a bad thing? Not necessarily, but but um, affected doesn't always mean negatively. And I think in both positive and negative ways, it plays a large influence. And we'll get into the specifics as we talk about the more specific questions. Yeah. Second question is, what are the limits of competition? So I think this is a really tough decision, tough question to answer because it really depends on how you view competition um, individually. But for me, I think the limits of competition are if you're doing things that uh, directly that that negatively affect um, someone that you know, or you know that it negatively affects someone, but you're still subconsciously making that decision, then that's a limit. You're crossing the limit because you know that like, yes, I'm making the decision, and yes, I know that I'm going to negatively affect someone, but I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really important limit that honestly, a lot of like a lot of people in our area specifically have crossed because everyone just has the same motivations and same yeah. goals, and like a lot of people just won't <clears throat> realize what the limits are and like how much they can and can't do. True, I agree with that. So I'm not really gonna add anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so this more specific guiding questions. Let's just let's just jump into it. The first one is: Is competition good, and can it help students? I think again, to an extent, yes. Competition, not 
not only for students, but for anyone. Um, it's good because it's a great motivator for a lot of people. It's a great motivator to achieve your goal and work towards a specific like stage or, or, or place. Like for me specifically, I am really motivated by competition because I always want to come out on top. Um, I'm, I'm a really competitive person. Not that, that that doesn't go to say that like I'll cross limits to come out on top, but I definitely am motivated by it, and I'm motivated by um, healthy competition with my peers, and even with, not with my peers, just with, with other people in general. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think competition most of the time is more good than bad, and I think it can help students not in the way, not just in the way that um, students are engaging in different extracurriculars and academic endeavors to be more competitive. But um, the real world, the workforce, the labor force, just, you know, America is still a capitalist society. So, you know, not not pure, but, you know, there's still a meritocracy that's that's in place to a certain extent. And, um, you know, competition is really what all that is about. So I think it really prepares you for when you're working a real job and people who are better than you will get promoted or bonuses and, and you won't. Right. That's that's how it is in the real in the real world. So the next question, um, which I think was something that we'll address throughout and we'll refer to a lot, which revolves around what is toxic competition and when does competition become toxic? Yeah, so I think competition becomes toxic when it's not inherently, but compare no, not comparatively, but inherently hurting someone. Mm-hmm. So when you're acting with malintent, that's, or bad intention is probably the better way to say it. Yeah. It, when you're acting in that way, I think that's what 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 talk talk you, that's what toxic competition is, right? If someone has a better, I don't know, if someone has objectively better grades than another person, that's not toxic competition. That's just one person has better grades. Yeah. But if the person with higher grades is sabotaging people with lower grades, that is toxic. Yeah, and I think that like competition becomes toxic when competition is your only motivator to. For example, get into a specific college, which a lot of us and most of you guys who are listening, you guys have that those goals in mind of getting to your, your dream college. And I think taking that example, if your only motivator of getting to this dream college is because you don't want others to get in or you want to appear as if like you're, you know, you're more qualified and you're more achieved compared to your peers. And I think that becomes toxic because you, that like if competition is the only thing motivating you, you're ruling out personal fulfillment and other um motivators of achieving this goal and yeah i think that's just yeah. the realm of toxic competition. Yeah. if competition means to compare yourself to each other at least make yourself happy with who you are that, yeah. that and then begin to start comparing yourself with mm-hmm. it in other words be secure of who you are as a person because if you start comparing yourself to others before you do that then it's, it's not going to end too well yeah. um so the next question what makes some areas of our lives i guess as high schoolers more competitive this is like what geographical areas? Uh, I guess just aspects of life, like academics, extracurriculars. I honestly don't think Alpharetta uh, academics are that competitive, but like the this region in general. So I'm talking the the, the suburban Atlanta cluster is very very um, academically competitive. Yeah, I think that like our area, a lot of a lot of kids stress their importance on on academics. Um, but I think if we look at like I guess our class, um, class twenty twenty one, and in our school specifically, I think extra extracurriculars are a big, big, big area of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, in that a lot of students are not fighting, but just competing over leadership positions and 
who's the first to start a nonprofit, who's the first to start a new club, who's the first to start a business. I think that's also a, a big, big way of competition that we're seeing with our class. Yeah. And I think what makes, you know, academics and extracurriculars so competitive is because people are operating within a framework, and I think that framework is college admissions, and that's what really drives people. Yeah. I know so many people I can name on the top of my, the, the head that are just doing stuff for, for college, and it's yeah. very frustrating, and I want to say it right now, but I can't. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, the, a lot of people might think that we're also doing this for college applications, yeah. and, like... Buddy, I'm not even listing this on my... By the way, I hope I didn't offend Rohit, but I'm not even putting this on my application. Yeah. I'm, I'm more... So, I mean, I don't, I don't know about him, but... Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I mean, <clears throat> if you guys have seen the latest Instagram post, we wanted to do this podcast just to talk about these these things on a larger platform instead of <clears throat> just filling up our college obligations. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, but, we're saying this because it's half truth. I mean, full truth, but also we're not trying to get shit on. Yeah. <laughs> we're you know we're not trying to be like, oh, all other kids are doing sh- like stuff for college and then we're doing this. We, we, we don't want to come across as like hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that like we're just attacking these people. We're just pointing out our observations and our thoughts on these topics. Um, but yeah, I think that like the whole idea of college applications has shaped what competition has become in high school and what people prioritize, uh, like how people prioritize like things that yeah, they have. Yeah, sure. Um, so the next. next question, I guess this is, we've kind of already addressed this, but do you help people out even if they're <laughs> I think I'd say hell, hell yeah, because yeah. actually... Okay, yes, yeah, you, sh- you should, because just because they're your competitor, you, you just, th- number one, you don't want to create a bad reputation for yourself. I, I'd say unequivocally yes, because when you start withholding information from certain people because you believe they're inherently your competition, that, that ends up biting you back in the ass someday. Yeah. Because when you're not giving people certain things that you could give them that would be beneficial to them, they're not going to do the same for you. So you're going to be missing it because you're not giving, I don't know, advice or information A to persons B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. The, the, those three people could have great things to say or things and advice and information to give to you, but they're not going to give it to you because they know you're petty. And, and just like, not, not just like the whole petty thing, but like, if you're a good person, I think you'd help people regardless. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that regardless of what situation you're in, Helping people out is just a reflection of your character, and like, regardless if you know it's it's with your competitors or or if it's in other situations, yeah. if you're not helping, if you're not helping people out, then people will take note of that, and people will will therefore have a different opinion about you and respect you less, honestly. Yeah, and to be honest, so many kids that aren't helping other people in 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 the name of competition don't realize that everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, it, it's when you're like secretive about everything you do, you don't tell people this, you know, you take opportunities away from others. It's it's not like, bro, you're not James Bond. We know exactly what's going on. And I can guarantee you people are not liking what's going on. Yeah, I think the more things that, that people withhold, the more it sets about themselves. Yeah, because at the end of the day, people are going to figure it out. So just, just say it. Just do it. Help other people. Be a good person. Put your moral and ethical compass in front of what your college goals and all of that. And I think, like, honestly, again, there's so many people that we can name just off the top of our heads that are um, really, really keen on withholding information <laughs> and really secretive about their lives. And it's kind of clear what their intentions are and why they're, they're withholding this and why they're so secretive. But 
again, these are only our observations and our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so the next question, how much does high school competition really matter post high school? Dude, none. Exactly. Like literally exactly. none. The only thing you get from being like, I don't know, let's say valedictorian is okay you'll know you're smart it, it's a it's more of an ego thing rather than a comparative advantage that you get for the rest of your life same thing goes for any awards you want if i'm going to be honest debate for both of us Ro was on my was my debate partner for many years we gained a lot of personal things that we can learn mm-hmm. but but the level of competition that we engaged in means nothing and and, and Ron and i are knowing this now when, when we're working on our college applications we kind of realize that everything we did was not as big as it seemed when you really, you know, zoom out and look at the big picture. And I think at the end of the day, like, after Ronan and I graduate, we're going to look back and be like, oh, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that, like, if you're the value of your school, that's great. I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah, no. Great very muy bien. Like, like, very well-deserved, I hope. I hope it was well-deserved. Um, like, you'll get into a good college. You'll, like, you're going to be set. But yeah, you're smart. Five five years after high school, <coughs> tell someone you're the, like, you were the value no one, no one's going to give you shit. Like, no one cares. Yeah, they're going to be like, Congrats, you want a cookie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and just competition, people, I think a lot of people have that narrow-minded mindset, like, of, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing competition for college, and I'm going to go to college, get a nice job, make a lot of money. It's not that straightforward. There's so many variables coming yeah. to play after high school, which even we can't predict, and we can't identify, because we haven't experienced that. Yeah. We just know that, like, like it's, it's not concrete, and it's not straightforward, and people think that competition... Mm-hmm. leads to a more straightforward life after high school yeah. I mean one or two years ago Rodin that thought winning some debate competition was like everything to us yeah. that's how much it mattered high school competition but now we don't think that way but things that we think really matter a lot to us right now aren't going to end up mattering like the next two or three years so I think we're in that stage where we're in that naive mm-hmm. stage but we, we at the same time we know that in about two or three years we're about to look back on this and be like wow that was really dumb like, why yeah. did I ever think that? I think, like, like now we're realizing, okay, the things that we, that we cared about two, three years ago, like debate, for example, doesn't matter as much. Or like, like, we don't prioritize as much. So, like, the things we prioritize now, like college apps, our essays, you know, all that stuff. Like, once we're in college, we're going to realize that, like, yeah. this was, like, this is useless. Like, we're going to realize that it was gonna be, we were too naive in, like, the things that we prioritize, which we can't really realize now, but, like, we know that we're going to realize it. Mm-hmm. So I guess Next. we already addressed this, but like we'll just reiterate what fuels competition. Um, like is it college? Is it just Bro, let's just money? say college and move on. Like yeah. it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> At the high school level, it's college. After high school, it's money. <laughs> yeah. Simple. So how can competition <laughs> help? Um, All right, I think competition helps because without, if there is no winner for something, or, or some kind of comparative advantage you get over the other participants in any activity, there is no inherent motivation for anyone to try, right? If, if you're putting in the same amount of effort to get the same things as everyone else, there's no benefit. That's one of the biggest critiques of like uh, universal basic income yeah. in, in a way that's given as literally everyone just gets a set amount of money no matter if you're a doctor or, or I don't know, like a street sweeper or whatever right mm-hmm. and this isn't to say that certain jobs are better than others but a lot of people put in a lot of work to become what they do and i, and I feel like competition in that way is the same in high school you know the fact that you can win and be better than someone is, is what makes it so enticing and, and, and it's what gives people that motivation i know that sounds really bad and it sounds like almost toxic which it probably is mm-hmm. but it's also the truth without competition 
I can guarantee you, bro, if there was no competition, would you be studying right now? Nah. Me neither. Hell no. I would never do that. Like, Why I would, would be, I study? I would be worrying about college apps as much as I am if it wasn't competition. Yeah, if everyone was going to the same college, no matter how hard you tried, boy, I wouldn't be doing shit. I think it's just, it's a big motivator for all of us because a lot of people just have that same goal, especially in high school because we're in a very closed environment. There's really only one goal that we've already identified, which is college. And that's why, like, it's just a big mm-hmm. motivator for students. And also, you know, being better than other people is great, but at the same time, I feel like one thing that competition completely glosses over is the fact that, like, self-improvement, self-help, that kind of stuff. Like, just becoming a better person on your own is also what what motivates. But if, if everyone is, you know, given the same results, that that's what kind of, like... Yeah. I, I guess that even without competition, you could still become a better person because, like, you'd want to work on yourself. You'd, um... I don't know. You'd want to wake up earlier. I don't know. Get a six-pack or whatever. Yeah. Whatever just goal you have. But you it's just so much harder if everyone's doing the same thing. Um, so the next question, how can someone thrive in an environment where other people are constantly fighting for the same position, grades, awards, etc.? By the way, Rowan and I are in this environment. <laughs> are we thriving? Debatable. Um, are we fine? I'd say so. Also debatable? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think we're fine. Uh, I wouldn't say we're thriving. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of stress that's pent up in the both of us. But um, mm, if you love competition, that's great. But I feel like everyone who's like, oh, I love competition, is is always the winner. Mm-hmm. No one, no one loses and be like, oh my god, I love competition. The only yeah. reason why anyone says that is because they're winning. Yeah. And it's very hard to win where we are right now. And and there's very few winners. But I think like someone can. I think you can thrive in a very competitive environment where everyone has the same goals if one you just focus on yourself i think that's the biggest thing you just focus on yourself and how you can improve yourself and how you can work towards those goals rather than figuring out rather than worrying about the competition and worrying about okay are they going to make it or not Mm -hmm. instead you should worry about how you're going to make it worry Um, about yourself boy yeah i think like for like for me like earlier in high school i always like wondered like, whether it was, like, like take debate, for example, I always, or, like, FBLA. Mm-hmm. So, Brian and I have competed in FBLA over these past few years in various events. And, like, for me, like... Yeah, Rahul was, was always like, yeah, I hope Brian fails. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just like, No, but, um, what I, like, used to do, which I think <coughs> is probably not the best habit, is after I present at, at the conference, I would go, I would, like, go through every single other competitor that was, that was in my, like, room, um, and figure out why they should, like, not like place top three or top five or whatever mm-hmm. like i just figured out ways that like they would lose that we would come out on top rather than focus on the good things and what we did well mm-hmm. i think that like that's probably not the best habit because i'm focusing on comp like, on, on the competition rather than worrying about what i did what i can improve and what i did well to a certain extent it's too idealistic to consider that you can never look at the competitors and analyze how your competitors mm-hmm. are remember when we were scouting and debate we look at you know, we look at other teams' cases, what the flaws in the cases were, what kind of arguments we can make. make. Yeah. Same thing goes for the for the real world. All we're saying is that when you're doing that kind of stuff, be mindful of the fact that, um, you know, the, be mindful of the way you're acting when you're doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is a little bit creepy to be scouting other people. <laughs> people are going to do it regardless. We're just saying that in, in our humble opinions, uh you know, that can become issue an issue pretty quickly. Exactly. So, 
pretty debatable question. Um, next question: Is it okay to cheat if everyone else is doing it? Ah, <laughs> dude, because. If cheating is relative to what other people are doing, then it's not cheating. But at the same time, I don't know. Okay, first of all, Alpharetta is rampant with cheating. It's not as bad as some other schools. It's like, it's bad, but it's not as bad. You know what I mean? But the reason why I'd say you shouldn't cheat is because, number one, the comparative advantage isn't anything where you're going to get screwed over in some assessment, right? At the end of the day, you're going to get destroyed in some test or quiz that there was no answer key for you, or you didn't have the material beforehand. It's it's just bound to happen. That's just how it is. And, <clears throat> and if you're one of those people that hasn't come across that, it's... it's yeah, it's good. At some point, you're gonna be like, like ah, shit, school. he should have gotten me the, high, the answer key. Yeah. Like, maybe it's a high school in my college, and it's college probably worse to, to have to go through that yeah and if it's in the real world that that's called a uh, getting fired or p- potentially getting jailed too so i don't know there is ramifications on the results that you can get with cheating but there's also consequences that you get from from cheating there's just obvious by the way ron and i aren't going to talk about the moral and ethical wrongs of cheating because we think those are obvious and we don't have to go over those we're yeah. talking about like the functional benefits and and harms which include things like consequences and which include things like you're going to fail eventually but you know i I don't know about you but like for me especially junior year i couldn't cheat like there's just no way yeah for you like i think with the ivy program yeah i'm in the ivy program so like there's just no way and i think that's why like i think it's so structured well and you know, just in general, like, people cheating is just not something you see there. Yeah, I think that, like, it's all relative, I feel like, especially in high school, because it's just, like, yes, cheating has its consequences, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a bad reflection on your character, um, academically, you might have consequences with, like, schools and everything, but, like, also, high school is just relative to what you're going to do in the future and the experiences you're going to have in the future, it's, cheating is, like, such a small thing. If, if you're looking at like the big picture, we shouldn't do it. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that as justification. I'm just saying that like it's important to realize that you know how much does it matter to you? Like like people cheat because they think it's so important and like like they're gonna come out on top and everything. But like realistically, like just just take the hit, bro. Yeah, because if you didn't gonna, study, that's your fault. Because it's not gonna hurt you that much in the future. Because high school, like like that specific test, yeah, it's gonna mean nothing. Like honestly, like a year from now, it's gonna mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, what's the point you not only doesn't mean nothing but like i don't know my thing was that like i always want to feel like i earned something mm-hmm. you know it, it feels so much better to buy something when you've earned the money and cheating just takes that out of it yeah. so all right next next, next to what extent is competition just a product of a concentration of high socioeconomic class families in bro bro don't even get me started. I think it's hard to identify the extent, but with our area, for example, um, and our friend groups and our peers who... Bro, everyone is rich. Let me just say that. <laughs> and, like, also, I think with our, like, parents' backgrounds of being immigrants mm-hmm. and coming from hyper-competitive areas um, in their in their, in their their native countries, I think that also okay. is yeah. really a big effect because, like, honestly, <coughs> our priorities... 
are not only determined by like our friends, but also the more important ways our parents and like yeah. what they want us to focus mm-hmm. on. And that's like ever since middle school, I'd say our parents have just been pushing us to focus yeah. on academics and focus on clubs and like. Okay, uh, yeah. let's put it this way. Let's do some demographics, all right? Because I actually looked this up. Okay. The Johns Creek Alpharetta area is more than a quarter Asian, mm-hmm. including Indians. So one in every four people is Asian. Mm-hmm. To immigrate here as an Asian as an Asian person, you don't see very many poor families sending their children here. Mm-hmm. My dad's family is extremely wealthy. I don't know about your family, but my dad's side family is extremely wealthy. That's the only, at least in Korea, you have to be rich to send your kids to, to the States. Mm-hmm. When you get to the States, a lot of immigrants, especially Asian immigrants, are making a lot of money. You know the average um, income for an Indian household in the U.S. is like $130,000. I think it's the highest out of any. Yeah, it's, it's the highest out of any ethnic or racial group, which is insane. For Asian Americans, Southeast Asians, it's like, it's like 80, 90,000, something like that. Yeah. That's insane. The average uh, income, household income for Alpharetta is like 130,000 something. That's more more than twice the national average yeah. or national median. Mm-hmm. Is I should say. I don't know the average. The median is like 55, 60. Mm-hmm. So that, it just, that is insane. And when you look at the correlation between socioeconomic class and educational uh, emphasis that these families place on their children, there's already a huge positive trend there. But then you look at the trend between Asian immigrants and their children and the amount of emphasis those immigrant families are placing on their children education is even higher. So when you put rich Asian people yeah. all concentrated into one area where everyone cares about college and high school and competition X, Y, and Z, it's going to explode, which which it has. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, it's just, I think, yeah, if, if you look at the statistics of it that Brian um, very neatly pointed out and mm-hmm. yes, sir. between, I think... There is a huge correlation between high school economic class, families, especially in our area, and given the backgrounds of these families and these parents and their experiences, um, it's had just a huge toll on competition. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know where you guys are listening. I think most people are from here, but if you're not, just know that it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> and I know it's bad because I go on Reddit a lot. And and I go on the, the forums where a lot of kids are talking about are, are talking about college. And when I, I I talk to a few kids about my high school situation, and they go to high schools in like New York, New Jersey, the Bay Area, very competitive areas. And even they said our area is very competitive. I don't want to say horrible, but if you rank competitiveness on a scale of negativity, then horrible would be the right descriptor. Yes. Um. So I guess more school related to what extent does competition affect the culture at school i think you know honestly the only best observations we can make is with our high school and how uh-huh. our, our yeah. high school's culture has been affected i think it's affected our culture a lot because like even though administration <coughs> principal um don't have the i guess from a student's perspective a lot of students believe that our administration doesn't put the the most emphasis and prioritizes academics as much as they should um, I think our school's culture is heavily centered around academics and clubs um, and competition, honestly. Because, like, for example, like pep rallies. Our pep rallies have zero spirit whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like, zero. And Extremely is, like, factual. This is coming from two student council representatives who run the pep rallies. Um, and we, I think, like, our culture, just looking at it from pep rallies and looking at it from day-to-day, um, Competition and that and that drive for college has affected our school so much to the point where it's just like changed on mm-hmm. I, I'll disagree. So I'll say I agree with the fact that competition is so bad. 
that with the top 50 students in each class is horrible. Mm -hmm. But outside of those top 50 students, it's just normal high school, I think. Yeah. I feel like the top 50 kids are, like, just insane when it comes to grades, extracurriculars, colleges, and all that. Once you leave that bracket, everyone's a chill, chill, chill people. That's not to say that kids in the top 50 aren't chill either, but I feel like, you know, after you reach that, that sounds so elitist, by the way, top 50. Uh, but there's no other way to say it <laughs> so I, I just say it <laughs> but yeah once you get to that area it just becomes really bad so what Rohit's saying is, is very true for for the top academic and extra and just academic and career oriented pursuits that mm-hmm. students or possessing students have uh the the rest of that i don't think is necessarily yeah. true i think it, it, it like what i said just also comes from that perspective of my friend groups and my peers and the ones mm-hmm. I'm open to, which is why I think that our school has like, been affected a lot by how much. Yeah, it's our school, but it's also like, I feel like if you take any major metropolis, Montgomery, um, Atlanta, New York City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you leave the city and go into the suburbs and it's instantly just competition. I feel yeah. like that's what, like inner city schools are very underfunded and you have to spread out a lot of funds over this, a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same amount of funds over a lot of kids, but when you go to the suburbs where, you know, uh, there's a lot of people making, that are making a lot of money, a lot of wealthy people that makes the, you know, more taxes collected, better schools, all all of that. And that's, I feel like that really makes these suburban areas super competitive. Exactly. Exactly. Next. So who benefits more from competition within high school? Is it students or the schools? And additionally, is there competition among schools? I don't think schools benefit at all. Dude, the schools couldn't care less if someone gets into Harvard. <laughs> like they don't care, mm-hmm. and 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 you know they might they might think it's cool, but it doesn't does it get them extra funding? No. Then yeah, I'm pretty sure any faculty member at our school would rather have that the Alfred football team wins the state championship rather than a kid goes to Harvard. Yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But you know, I think I think it's really the students that benefit from having that competitive environment where everyone is. It's like a combination between helping and hurting each other, but not in the sense where it's like you're like, I'm like directly sabotaging anyone. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's like a race, you know, in, in a car race, you can't, it's not Mario Kart. You can't throw bombs at each other, but at the same time, everyone's heading towards the finish line. And, it, and it, you know, it really depends on how you manage your, your, I don't know, your gears or whatever. I think you've already like kind of glossed over how the students may benefit or harm from competition. But I think I'd slightly disagree in that schools do benefit to an extent, like, and I think there is not as much, but there is definitely competition among schools. Like the biggest thing is like the US like new like US news, world any, rankings. Like whenever they have those rankings, I think like and schools advertise those rankings. Like our school, they have like every time the US news releases their annual rankings, our school has posters everywhere. Oh my god, don't even get me started. And like all of that. I think that like the schools benefit because they just get like publicity out of it and then they like just appear better and like more academically like facts better i guess factual. like especially in a county in an area where not only the students are competitive with each other but the schools are because all the schools have these hyper competitive areas and mm-hmm. these students who all like across like fulton county and then across forsyth county Gwinnett county and everything all the students have that one goal which means all the schools have that same goal as well so i think that like a lot of schools um like the u.s like like, like for those rankings I think a lot of people, like, take pride in the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. our school is on top of, like, schools that are 10, 15 minutes away. And we, and, like, especially faculty, 
they hold that um, very close. And they they value that rank True. a lot. Last question, baby. Yeah. So how much has and will COVID-19 affect competition in high school in terms of, like, college applications, standardized tests, AP exams? I mean, AP exams, you've kind of already went through yeah, that. Yeah, we went through that. Um, college applications, I think it's the same. The whole test optional thing is kind of like a debacle. That's that debacle, debacle, debacle. That's going on in the in the college admissions world. But I think it's gonna end up being the same. You know, it, it, the number of kids applying to college will be the same. But um, when how that impacts standardized tests and all of that is different. Dude, one of my friends flew to Florida. I, mean, I, I told I, you. A lot of people like, went to South Carolina <coughs> to take the ACT. I kind of got screwed over. It's insane. Okay, I'm not gonna like cap and say tests aren't important, but they're not that important, right? Let's save your money. Yeah, <laughs> stay home. Like it's just priorities, and I think that <coughs> COVID has. I, yeah, I agree about the college applications. Like it really hasn't affected yeah. college apps. I think people just go about their way. You know, people uh-huh. doing the same research, looking at the same colleges, and like yeah, and also like, people COVID just hasn't yeah. like change that much about the process yeah. of schools apart from the whole test optional thing well even that i think i feel like people kids are worrying too much yeah because like tests are important but colleges are are educational uh institutions that are non-profits they're private privately run mm-hmm. non-profits and they're not going to be like oh boohoo you can't take it bye like mm-hmm. if they do that not only would they lose a lot of pr like public support but they'd also lose like alumni donations and they would also have a hard time picking out the right kids for their class. Yeah. So I, I feel like people, that. I don't know, save your money. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think standardized, yeah, standardized the same thing. Like, people just have to realize that, take a step back, be a little bit realistic. Like, yeah, like, okay, if yes. you could take the test without having to spend, like, $100 on a, on a hotel and, like, a $200 flight, then, like, yeah, go do it. But, like, if you got to spend, like, $500 in a goddamn test... Is it really worth it? Three-hour test that's optional for college applications. That once you get accepted into college apps, it literally means jack shit. Like it Thanks. has no importance whatsoever. Same thing with AP exams. But like again, we've already been through that process. That wasn't that didn't like we didn't have to give up any sacrifices. I didn't take no AP exams. Yeah, Brian's still <laughs> um, But like, I think it's just affected competition because people have turned to other ways mm-hmm. to like build up the resume. One example is um, nonprofits. Like, oh, uh, we mentioned this earlier in the episode, <laughs> but I think we can we can delve into this a little bit. Deeper, All right, but. here's what I'm gonna say. Ready? Coronavirus doesn't exist for you to get into college. Yeah. George Floyd wasn't murdered for you to get into college. No black lives are taken so that you can go to college. No senior purposely gets Alzheimer's so that you can get into college. Don't think bad things happen that you can capitalize on to get to college. Please actually care about what you're doing because there's so many people that don't care about what they're doing. I joined my Youth Against Sexual Violence because I saw the statistics and I was horrified at what was happening. I, you know, the fact that uh, rapes happen on D1 college campuses by athletes so much more really shows that rape culture is, is, you know, well, well alive and still here in college campuses. And I joined because that... That kind of stuff really infuriates me. And the fact that a lot of police aren't trained for trauma education, you know, it's illegal for a policeman to ask someone who's recently been like just been raped. What were you wearing? That is not something you should. I don't know. So much stuff is wrong with the process, which is why I decided to join. But at the other hand, there's kids that are like, 
coronavirus, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know, donate groceries. Bro, you can donate groceries, but please don't act like you're Bill Gates. You're not the Bill Gates, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation. You're, you're not, um, Elon Musk. Calm down. If you're gonna donate, cool. But if you're gonna donate and make a big, like, deal about it and put it in your college applications, just remember that you're doing this for the the good. You're doing it because you're a good person, not because you want to get into college. Again, George Floyd didn't get murdered by cops for you to get into college. So please stop that. Yeah, don't, like, don't over-amplify small things that you're doing for the wrong reasons. Um, And, like, a lot of people do it because of COVID. Yeah. Their goal is college apps. Those are... And I feel like at the end of the day, you're going to catch the L, bro. Because, like, if you're doing something like that, not only is that horribly insensitive, not just using George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter names that you can get into college, but just, like, coronavirus and stuff, people know. I know a lot of kids are doing this because they don't give a shit about who. They don't don't care if the elderly die from corona. Mm -hmm. They don't care if the COVID virus spreads. Dude, they couldn't. A lot of these kids about who would run these Black Lives Matter nonprofits don't care about black lives. They don't care. The only black lives they matter about is the black lives of the admissions officers that happen to be black that are going to admit them because they did it. That's all they care about. And it's 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 not it's not just disgusting, but it's gonna get you back. If you if you're a believer in karma, you watch out if you're doing this kind of stuff. And if you're not, still watch out because karma exists. And I think, like, again, this is not to take away anything that, like, people who passionately care about these causes yeah. are doing. Like, for example... There's Sam, so many genuine like, ones out there. Sammy yeah. Degasani. Sammy I mean, Degasani, he's, shout he's out. He's a huge inspiration to, like, a lot of us in the Alfred community yeah. of what he's Very, done. very. Look um, at Sammy, man. That, that, Inspirational. <laughs> look at Sammy, man. Inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, like, he's just one example of many of people who genuinely care about these causes and are genuinely putting in their time and mm-hmm. effort to work towards a better future and like i applaud sammy me too 100 percent. huge inspiration um and, and he's a big role model but again there are those people that yeah. aren't like sammy dude and, i want to say it's so bad yeah. but i can't <laughs> and the people who are it's not okay yes the whole posting on your story saying we already discussed that in episode one you can listen to that again uh-huh. if you want but and i i think what other people don't realize about nonprofits. Let's say there's like a large nonprofit organization for like mental health, right? If you create basically the same thing, but on a smaller scale, you're diverting funds and attention from an organization that actually does shit. So you can get to college, bro. If if, if there's a nonprofit organization about like, let's say somebody starts a bailout fund, right? There's already huge bailout funds. By creating a second bailout fund, you're just diverting money and making the entire situation more complex when there's already a coherent, singular bailout fund that people are using. And same thing goes for coronavirus. There's like a coordinated coronavirus effort that is going across the United States with various nonprofits. Yeah. If you make a tiny nonprofit, you're just complicating it more, right? Just join the bigger one if you want to actually make a difference. You don't have to make your own. That makes everything worse. Yeah, just like slapping your name on stuff. It's like, I think it's very obvious, especially yeah. amongst high schoolers. Like people know like you're doing stuff just to do it. And you're not really doing stuff because you're passionate yeah. about it. Um, so like, and on like like if you're gonna fake it, dude, like at least try to fake it well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're gonna fake it, bro, like, like try do something that aligns with your character, my guy. Exactly. <laughs> Don't like make it so amazingly obvious that you're just doing it for college apps. Like, Don't be ripping out the N word like ninety times every text message conversation, and then run a Black Lives Matter nonprofit, bro. We we know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we'll still we'll still like probably catch you in the act. Try at least try like <laughs> at least try like fake. It. 
But yeah, uh, what what a bang to the end. <laughs> what a way to end off. Leaving off on a high note. I do say yeah. this myself. Um, yeah, so again, like every other podcast, if you've made it all the way to the end of this a little bit longer episode, mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Um, Rose and I love doing these. We love sharing our opinions. If you looked at our most recent Instagram post, this podcast is really a way that we can, you know, speak our opinions and, you know, at least feel like they matter. They yeah. may not, but at least we can feel like we've been validated by the public. Also, the false hope is there. Um, and additionally, before we end off, hopefully for those of you who have listened, um, you guys have listened to full episodes before or you just listened to part of it um what we're gonna do like from this episode on or from the next episode on is try to have guests so we'll give out more details on our social media but if you guys want to be guests and you guys have a, a specific episode idea in mind then reach out to us through anchor you guys can send in a voice message um that we can listen to or if you guys um have instagram which i, I assume most if not all of you do you guys can DM us on Instagram. Um, you guys can follow us at Podcast Straight Up, and we'll reach out to you if you know. I, I assume that we're gonna have guests. Um, hopefully, every episode. Key. Maybe not every episode, but we're definitely gonna have it um, for sure on a consistent basis. So, again, like we're not the only people that are gonna be voicing our opinion. We want you guys to to join in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all it is. It's just an open forum of discussion. We're not like seeming that we're better and we're qualified to speak on these things. Yeah. Honestly, it's just our observations and our thoughts. We're not yeah, really qualified yeah. to speak on anything. We don't have degrees. We don't have like the education background. Um, so yeah, that's just about it. Oh hey, adios, Toto. Adios. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.